0: I'm Shivani Soroya, CEO and founder of InVenture. These are our mission and values.
1: This is a podcast about remarkable startup cultures, why they work so hard, and the shared principles that guide them. I'm your host, Brian Landers. The best company cultures are a living organism, so the details you'll hear today document just this moment in time. Today, I'm talking to Shivani Saroya, the CEO and founder of InVenture. Welcome to the show, Shivani.
0: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here, and thanks for inviting me.
1: You are so welcome, and I'm really excited to hear more about InVenture. So tell us, what is InVenture?
0: So InVenture is a data science and mobile technology company. And what we're doing at InVenture is basically unlocking capital in emerging markets. Um, There's about 2.5 billion people around the world right now that don't have a credit score. And because of that lack of financial identity, um, they don't have access to formal financial services. And so what we did at Adventure is figured out that using mobile technology, we could gather all of this really rich, seamless data, And so we gather all of these different data points just from someone's cell phone, and we turn that into a financial identity or credit score. And then through our mobile app, not only do we service them, but we provide them credit. And then customers can also repay us using that. And so currently we're operational in East Africa and then now expanding into Southeast Asia.
1: Oh, exciting. There's some news there I hadn't heard. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. To get some context on the size of your culture, about how many employees and locations do you have now?
0: Um, so we're just about 50 people now. Uh, we have an office in Santa Monica, that's our headquarters. And then we have an office in Nairobi, and then now opening an office in Manila.
1: Excellent. Wow. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you. Is InVenture a certified B Corp?
0: We are, yes.
1: Can you explain what that is and, and what that means for, for you and the team there?
0: Sure. So I would say the the biggest thing to say is that we're not actually a B corporation, right? So we are a California C corp. So very much like any other for-profit company. But the difference is that because we do have a social mission, our mission is to really provide customers with choice and control over their financial lives. And we wanted to really embed that within our DNA. And so that You know every investor that invests in the company anyone that's joining understands that we have that dual mission of profitability and really serving our customers needs so what you can do is actually get certified and so that's really that the you know b corp our larger entity can come in and actually kind of audit you from both a team perspective so diversity thinking about your environment and what you're providing to your teammates, um, the customer, vendors that you use, all the way to the technology. And so it's kind of a full service in terms of thinking about the mission from various angles and not just on the customer side.
1: That's great. And can you say your mission again for us? What is the purpose that you and your team work towards each day?
0: Um, So, as I said, our our purpose at InVenture is really to provide choice and control to individuals um, over their financial lives. And specifically, we're focused on emerging markets.
1: Got it. You know, this mission and your strength as a founder have attracted some extraordinary supporters. I actually first heard of Inventure. Um, Chris Saka, one of your investors from uh, Lowercase Capital and, and now Shark Tank, gave you a shout out on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Mm-hmm. What impact has that kind of support had on you personally as a founder? And what impact has Sokka had on Inventure?
0: Well, I think that the kind of impact, uh, you know, personally on myself, um, I guess, sad that someone like Chris would have is, you know, I, I think it makes you realize two things, right? So the first thing is really that when Chris invested in the company, you know, we were already working, right? And so I think it kind of reminds me every day that it's not about pitching, honestly, it's about showing results. When I did have a chance to meet him. And when he invested, we already had something in market. And so, I think it fueled that kind of growth and it really enforced the confidence in us that that's, what's most important, right? It's not about the hype. It's not about, you know, just going out and getting the most snazzy investors. I think it's really about finding that true fit with an individual. Um, You know, he says to this day, he's like, Look, the thing that I love about InVenture is the fact that you guys are so willing to experiment and that you have the best data out there. In that sense, we can run you know lots and lots and lots and lots of mini tests all the time. And then that means that you're just constantly improving your product for your customers. So I think it really enforced that kind of confidence in us and into the DNA of the company.
1: Mm-hmm. And has Sokka had any sort of, you know, yeah. uh, is there any sort of like tactical thing that he helped with?
0: Of course, yeah, so uh, Chris is on our board, and so in that sense he he helped me in terms of just the governance and cleaning up things, making sure that we were buttoned up company. you know one of the things that you know, I, I guess we can we all laugh at at this point is like you know when he first invested, he didn't know what a B Corp was, right, and so hmm. kind of looked like we were outside of the norm of a traditional technology company, yeah. the ones that he had invested in before i really explained to him that i was like look we're just we're a c-corp but the difference is that we're putting this out into the world right and we really do care about this and so i think in that way he made sure that we could stick to what we wanted as a company in terms of having that social mission but that you know to any other technology investor we also looked um like a company that could be invested in right that we had the right board that we had the right legal docs everything was in place Um, so i think that's been one huge thing i think the other thing obviously is tactically he's really helped me in terms of also just taking the business to the next level so really focusing on that kind of growth and that global scale that we're trying to achieve so he's really ensured that internally you know, whatever we do in Kenya, we've created a playbook that we can then take out into other markets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you do because it's been impressive already and it does feel like just the beginning. Yep. Focusing more on, you know, your core values now, how big would you say the team was when you decided to create shared values and why did you create them?
0: Well, I think we've always had shared values. I think that's kind of part of the company itself, right? Is that... You know, because of the fact that we are certified to be a B Corp, um, as well as putting the, the mission we have in general is is one um, that's socially minded. So I would say from day one, but I think over time we really had to codify or, you know, really make sure that those values are something that everyone can get behind and that, that they're really simple and I think relatable to both how we run the company as well as to our product.
1: That makes absolute sense. And how do new teammates learn about these values and your culture in general?
0: Mm -hmm. So one, it's, you know, making sure they're front and center on the website. Um, But then the other thing is that even when people are interviewing with us, we ask them what their values are and really make it a conversation. Um, At least that's what I try to do is to make sure that any new person that comes on to the team, I actually interview every single person as the final interview. And so we try to make sure that, that you kind of jive and fit with that from the beginning.
1: That's really cool. And what would be like, you know, something that you would hear about someone's personal values that would align well with inventors that would get you really excited about working with them?
0: So one of the things that someone said to me recently, and she's on our team, uh, and she, she was talking about her values as one of them is to help people find their voice. Right. And, you know, as we went into it, I'm not going to put her on the spot, but as we went, <laughs> it was really interesting because if you kind of dig into that, really what that is, is making sure that everyone has a voice. They have a choice. They have control. They can state their opinions. And if you think about what our mission is, it's exactly the same thing. It's just the differences that we're trying to give people a voice within the financial system.
1: That's really cool. You know, I haven't heard about asking what people's personal values are, but that is exactly what this show is about. So I'm really thrilled to hear that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the specific values, let's talk about them. I want to, I want to find out. And I think recently you had had some other values on your website, but you're sort of in the process of updating how you communicate them. Mm -hmm. So what's the first value that you share now most recently that you'd like to share with us today?
0: Sure. So one of the things that we think a lot about and this is, you know, around the experimental side of our business and just that kind of being in our DNA is about speed. We think about the fact that our customers in these markets, honestly, like the products that they've been given within financial services are really cumbersome, you know, a lot of times when you're applying for credit, it can take anywhere between 2 weeks to never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, what we wanted to do first is really deliver on a promise around instant value. You know, from downloading our product all the way to getting credit in their account, about 85% of customers can actually finish it in under two minutes. Wow. They actually get credit in under five minutes, right? So, all the way from downloading to real money in your account, it's under five minutes. That's something that I don't even think we have here, (laughs) you know? Yeah, seriously. And so I think that was one huge thing is that our customers, honestly, like they talk about the product, they say it's magic, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing on the internal side of the business. It's saying, okay, when you're working with someone, right, let's not, while we want to make sure we're delivering quality, it's also about the fact that we want to make sure we can actually test and get products out the door. I think that's just a core value is speed. So it translates to how we run the company as well as how we serve our customers.
1: You know, you have this special case where your customers, they're not only not you sort of in terms of empathy and design and things like that, but they're in a different country and a different culture and economy. I would imagine that would be a huge challenge for speed. How do you sort of bridge that gap?
0: Oh, well, I mean, we do have a team locally based in Nairobi. And so, I mean, I think that's one huge thing is making sure we're getting those insights into the product. Gotcha. But I think the other piece is the fact that because we do everything digitally, so we service our customers through SMS, through in-app chat, through WhatsApp, Facebook, and email. And so again, you have that ability to be in real time with them.
1: Does the team that's located in Santa Monica visit that office in Nairobi very much?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just in the last six months, I've already been back four times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we go back a lot. (laughs) Um, And we make sure that everyone from our data science team to our product team, to our management team, everyone really does have that experience. Yes.
1: Wow. So there's a certain type of person that wants to do that kind of travel and empathize with customers across the world. Mm -hmm. Is there sort of a shared characteristic that they all have that makes them a good fit for that?
0: Um. I think that, you know, again, one of our values is two things. One is around care and connection. I think we're looking for people that are really passionate about serving these, you know, being in emerging markets. They like to travel. And then they're also really passionate about solving this particular problem around financial inclusion.
1: Yeah, I've been following along with something that you're, I think, InVenture is a collaborator on, the emerging newsletter. Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, it's it's all about technology and startups in the developing world. You know, it's a great newsletter. Definitely check it out. It's clear that you, you're all betting really big on these these new markets. You know, what kind of person does it take to work every day toward that vision? Do the people who join your team have to be highly risk tolerant? Because these are all, you know, you're, you're at the sort of beginning of a wave of these new markets, but it's definitely, there's a lot unknown still. So do they have to be, you know, not averse to risk?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that they have to be someone that is willing to take the risk and move quickly, right? So that is really, again, getting back to that value of speed.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a very different sort of, you know, prospect than joining a typical startup, say, even in Santa Monica, um, you know, traveling across the world, like doing this thing that's very speculative and testing new things with data. Mm-hmm. These probably seem like maybe normal ideas to you, but on the outside, they seem just like it seems very brave, I guess, is the way I'm thinking of it. So would that be a characteristic that you think that a lot of the team shares?
0: Yeah. I, you know, getting back to one of our values is actually about individuality, right? Um, and when we think about that, it's again, you as a person having your own unique perspective. And so when you're, you know, we look for people joining our team, we want to make sure that we have a diverse team that comes from different experiences, different, you know, backgrounds, different like, you know, careers, all of those things. And I think, you know, maybe one of the commonalities um, is I mean, I think everyone sort of thinks outside of the box. Right. Mm -hmm. They're really highly curious. But then I think the other cool thing is, like, when we think about individuality, it's also on the customer side. And we think about it as we don't believe that we should create a one blanket kind of product Mm -hmm. um, or one loan product for every customer. It's really around customization.
1: That's really interesting. I I love that you brought up diversity too. I mean, even just like the quickest glance at your team page makes it really clear just in terms of, you know, racial split, gender split. I mean, it is a very diverse startup team. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that was part of, you know, even the B Corp and the sort of mission of the company. It's all cooked into the core of it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that optimizing for diversity within the team has been an advantage for you in recruiting?
0: Uh, Definitely. I think that if you're building a product for emerging markets. If you don't have that kind of diversity on your team, then in some ways, you're probably not going to be able to bring all of those different perspectives and really meet your customer within the product.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. I was paying attention to the news. I think it was a few months back. You rebranded the main app that people use in Kenya. It was Mkopo Rahisi, I think it's called.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we rebranded it uh, to Tala.
1: You know, that's a pretty big deal. And you mentioned it was in the announcement about it, that it's a very customer inspired Mm rebrand. What was that process like for the team internally?
0: The first thing was actually finding a name Mm -hmm. (laughs) that actually made sense for us. And so it is actually a name of a city in five different countries around the world. It means many different things in multiple languages. So in tagalog it means rising star in sanskrit and hindi it means rhythm and music Ooh, uh, nice in samoan it means money and so you know i think in that way it's like that's kind of exactly what we wanted is again around that idea of individuality this idea of movement and really like increasing Um, Your quality of life and so we really felt like this name actually encompassed all of that Mm -hmm. What we also did is that even with the design and the new features that we brought into the product We really made sure to to kind of test it with our customers. So we had small groups of customers actually providing feedback to us That's smart. Yeah, so I, I think overall we just tried to do it as thoughtfully as we could
1: you've done so many new things that I would imagine you're learning things that no one's seen before. Um, you know, how you certify people for loans through this mobile data that no one's used for that purpose before. Mm -hmm. Was there an example ever where data really surprised you all and what changed as a result of that?
0: So I always say this, right? I think data itself is obviously very interesting and it points us in the direction of being able to improve the product, but Honestly, I think it's always about the context of that data and the stories behind the data, right? And so one of the things that we know is, like, here's a really surprising example. In the data, we found that gamblers are actually um, a better, potentially, credit risk huh. than non-gamblers, right? And so Interesting. It, yeah. You could think about it as maybe they're more sophisticated with money. Um, uh. But one of the things that we thought about is what does that mean, right? It's possible also that you're going to have large volatility in cash flow if you are a gambler. And it, when we build our credit model, it's not just about only finding correlations, but actually having, I think, a hypothesis and an understanding of a customer's life. And so you know, we could have put that feature into our model. But instead of that, we found other features that we felt like you know, showed much more consistency. Um, so even if we had a strong correlation with that feature, it's actually not something that's going into the model.
1: That is fascinating. Yep. So take us inside Inventure HQ here in sunny Santa Monica in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, noting that there may be a difference between the sort of internal vibe between the office in Nairobi and say the one here in Los Angeles and the future ones you'll open. So can you kind of describe what it's like there?
0: I think it's a uh, very open environment, and so we have large open space and so no one's got their own office. We really try to increase like as much collaboration as we can be doing and make sure that everyone really feels like they're a part of the team and not excluded. I think in other pieces, uh, one of our values really is around connection and fun. And so when I think about that, I think it's about the fact that we really, even in our performance reviews, one of the things that we rate each other on is that connection piece. Like how good of a teammate are you? Are you someone that is actually taking the time not just to work with each other, with people on the team, but actually making deeper connections to again, getting to our core personal values. um, And why are we doing this work? And so that's kind of one of the vibes. And I, I would say that the thing that we try to make sure, and I think we can always improve on this, is that each of our other offices has the exact same values, right? So,
1: okay, huh.
0: performance reviews are the same for the you know teammates in Kenya as well as in the Philippines.
1: So there may be like differences in like the food you eat, but not necessarily in the actual sort of cultural DNA that you share.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: That's really cool. And you you kind of mentioned a lot of those, you know, the fun parts at least on the website come through loud and clear. Yeah. Um there's like, you know, fun for foodies, wine down Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> In line with those those really fun activities. You know, working at a startup, especially one as, you know, bold and inspiring as adventure, mm-hmm. it can't be all, you know, wine and yoga and and <laughs> good food. So tell me about a time, you know, when a mistake or some hardship affected the team and how you all reacted to it.
0: Hmm. Um, well, I think a really good example, honestly, is, I mean, I don't think it's a really big one, but I think it's actually how our product came to be. Hmm. When we first started, we actually used to use feature phone technology, uh, kind of the old school phones. So the Nokia's
1: are these like flip phones, like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, flip phones, like phones that basically are any phone that's not a smartphone, right? Got it. Yeah, you know, we, What we used to do is have customers send us text messages or otherwise call into a phone number um, and use voice response to gather both their revenue and expense information. And we'd take that data and then turn it into a credit score. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we were in Nairobi and we were doing a training. So I was sitting there with one of our customers and explaining it, you know, took about an hour to train him, you know, everything was great. And he's like, cool, I'm so excited. I'm going to use this. And I was like, wonderful, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm about to leave, you know, do you have any feedback for me? Anything you'd like to see? We'd obviously want your feedback. And he's like, well, you know, there is one thing. And I was like, okay. And he's like you know, it would be really helpful. And he like reaches down from under his desk and he's like, it'd be really helpful if you had an app for this. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like, I mean, this is really cool and I'll use it, but like it would make my life a lot easier if you just had an app. <laughs> and I I was like, I looked at him and I was like, wait a minute. I just spent an hour with you. How come you didn't tell me that you had a smartphone? And he looks straight at me and he goes, You didn't ask. And and it was just kind of that moment that as a team and, you know, myself, kind of someone who's worked in emerging markets for a while, I just realized that really like we tell ourselves every day not to make assumptions. And I was making assumptions on our customers as well, you know? Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a hardship, but we did have that really eye-opening moment as a team that was kind of like, We're not doing what we could be doing for our customers in terms of, you know, making sure we can get them the speed that they need. Right. And in some ways, like all our values around connection and care and individuality, like we're not meeting them.
1: Hmm.
0: And so we had to take a really hard look at what the market actually looked like, you know, what technology was out there. And we made a really quick pivot in a sense. So within the next three months, we got an app out into the market.
1: Wow. Impressive reaction. Thanks. What metric do you track internally that affects team morale? And can you share a recent win that you all celebrated together?
0: Hmm. I think obviously we've got our own uh, key performance indicators that we are always looking at. Mm -hmm. And so we look at things like retention is a very good example. We have an incredibly high repeat rate. So our repeat rate is above 94%.
1: Oh, wow. That is really high.
0: Yeah, and so I think it's something that really tells us the fact that our customers really love our product. So that's probably something that we continue to celebrate internally.
1: Yeah. Do you sort of mark milestones with celebrations of any kind? And since you have multiple locations, how do you sort of band together around that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we have a gong. Intern- oh, that's cool. <laughs> the and then uh, the other thing that we love is... We really love pie.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Um, it's like the one thing everyone really loves on the team, and so remember <laughs> We have a really big milestone, and so we hit a hundred thousand borrowers on our platform mm. uh, a few months ago, and so that's like a thing that we do. Is I got this giant pie, and we had a hundred thousand on it, and then uh, we have a gong master uh, who's <laughs> one of our engineers on the team, and so Bonus. she always hits the gong
1: that is so exciting that is definitely a first on the show i've not heard that before (laughs) gongs and pie i love it (laughs) well i really think adventure is a remarkable startup no question about it your mission is super inspiring bringing possibility to people around the world and especially in these emerging markets is really exciting and i i really feel like you're just getting started so i'm excited to see what's next Mm -hmm. for people who really connect with the things you shared here where should they go to find out more
0: they can just go to our website. So it's just inventor.com and they can check out our values and they can see the team. they can find out more about the product and also potentially check out our open positions.
1: Thank you so much for your time today, Shivani.
0: Sure. No problem. Thank you again.
1: You can find show notes and sign up for the email list on missionandvalues.co. The theme song is by Shane Inslee. I'm so honored to share the mission and values of companies like InVenture. And if you like the show, please share it with someone who you think would dig it. Hit me with your feedback. I'm at Brian Landers, that's Brian with a Y on Twitter. Or you can email brian at missionandvalues.co. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next time on Mission and Values.